0: Presenting Channeling Eric's Hour of Enlightenment.
1: Yeah, not just presenting Eric's channel I mean the Hour of Enlightenment. I love you, Eric. But also we have an awesome guest here, Kevin James Briggs, who I did a session with on YouTube and it got an amazing response. Uh, but before I forget, we have Raylene, also our awesome medium, who will channel um, answers from Eric, uh, if you have any, from listeners. And uh, but anyway, here we go. Kevin James Bridge at Briggs, is an awesome guy. I love his demeanor. He is so sweet and gentle, and I just I fell for his accent. Okay, I I I, I had to think about accent. But anyway, he is an author and specializes in consciousness and the connection to ETs and UFOs. He published a great book called Spiritual Consciousness, A Personal Journey. And he covers 50, 60 years. I oh mean, God, you don't even look that old, dude, okay? <laughs> of his experience of ET contact and UFO connection. So, Kevin, he's a great speaker. I know that because I've been witness to that. And uh, he has been presenting to a lot of groups of UFO and E.T. enthusiasts, and there are a whole bunch of them, okay, people? Anyway, so um, he published a book his published book was also mentioned in Psychic News in the U.K. in their editor's Good Read section. He has written also an article about his E.T. experiences, which is published in the New Observations magazine. I mean, I, I can go on and on, but the dude is full of amazing experiences. And you know what? I'm, I'm telling you, the guy has courage. Not too many people would be able to do what he has done. This this untraveled territory, like he's on the bleeding edge. Me, I'm like, I go to bed, and it's like, oh, my God, I can't stand the thought of a little small gray Waking up, and there he is at my bedside. But no, this dude, he's got it going on. So, without further ado, Kevin, James, Briggs, thank you so much for being part of our show. I just feel so honored, and you have so much to share.
0: Well, thank you, Elisa, for that introduction. That's uh, uh, very flattering there. I do appreciate that. I, I do enjoy talking cute? about my book. That
1: accent, the accent, no, I can't. Oh, I can't. <laughs> but anyway, I will shut up yeah. about the accent. Go for it.
0: I uh, yeah, but I haven't lost my accent. I've been here for 19 years now, nearly 20. Yeah. Uh, but I've retained my good. accent. But uh, uh, most people seem to like it, so it's quite good. So uh, it might be an asset good. to me now. I'm talking about the book and uh, appearing on shows. So thank you all for inviting me on your show. I do appreciate it. I do have a message to get out there. And uh, I couldn't yeah. do it without your assistance. So thank you. You
1: bet. So educate us. Tell us, you no, have the us. mic.
0: Well, my, my contact started, I was actually three years old, and uh, my mother engaged a photographer to uh, take a, a photograph for the family album. The photographer arrived, I was duly washed, had my hair combed, and I was uh, placed on the uh, dining room table uh, for uh, an elevator position. And not only was I uh, off the ground from the elevator position, as I looked round the room, I realized that I was conscious, and I was conscious again. In a physical body. And that was my first encounter. I remember telling my story. About that to my wife many years ago. And she said that three year olds. Don't use words like consciousness. And they don't understand it. Well as a, th- oh, a yeah. three year old I did. So that was quite an amazing wow. start. To my journey. Yes. And then the next part. I was A few years later then. I was uh, eight years old. And I was having a weekly bath then. I don't know how hygienic that was, but that's what we used to do in those (laughs) days. The rest of the time we were sponged down with soap and water. I was taking the weekly bath and I felt a drop in temperature in the room and I felt a a vibrational frequency, which wasn't unusual of me. I was always attuned to the different vibrations surrounding where I was. Mm. And then two beings appeared to the right-hand side of me. They were slightly elevated off the floor. Both were very attractive, long blonde shoulder-length hair, both of them, a tight-fitting blue jumpsuit-type garment, and they had deep blue eyes. Uh, I was terrified, mm. absolutely terrified, oh. and they were spe- speaking to one another telepathically. And I could understand mm. it as an eight-year-old boy, and I remember some of the conversation to this day. The uh, female said, uh, is this the boy? And the male said, yes, this is the boy. And then she said, are you sure this is a boy? He said, yes, I'm sure this is a boy. And then she mm-hmm. said, well, look at him. He's small, he's uneducated, and he's frightened by our presence. And I was. I was terrified. She was correcting that. Oh. And he said, no, this is a boy. I will guide him. I will teach him. There was some other conversation in that. Uh, and then they left. And that was my first encounter with Art and Dee. I now know who they are. And I've had a lifelong contact. With these two beings, um, they tell me they are uh, fifth dimensional beings. They tell me they mm. are Arturian, and they tell me uh, that uh, they just live at a higher vibrational frequency, and they also informed me that uh, I was part of their extended family on it. I live here in the third dimension, and they live in the fifth dimension. so that was my first wow. encounter with Orton and D, and then I was so frightened. I dare not get out of the bath. Uh, I was shivering, oh. the water went cold. My mother came in to see why I was still in the bathtub, and I told her about the two beings, and she said uh, it was just my imagination. She duly dried me, I got out of the bath, and we went home in the evening. But that, as I say, mm. was the start of my contact with Orton D, and I've now been in contact with them for 56 years, and they've in- introduced me to others as well. So, uh, But the... The uh, first part started, as I say, at eight years old.
1: That's amazing. So what is the most profound moment you had in your relationship with them or going to seeing a, a, UF, a, you know, a mothership, anything? What was the
0: most okay, profound okay. Well, turning well, point? Probably, fact, if, if I explain the next uh, contact I had from them, I was at home one Sunday, I was nine years old, just a year later, and uh, Mm I had some friends around playing. The friends left and I truly saw them out the back door. And then uh, I turned to go back into the home and I could feel the change in the vibrational frequency in the Mm -hmm. home. And I understood there that there was someone else in the house. So I went upstairs to see if I could see who it was, went back down into the kitchen, into the living room again, and then I felt the energy, the strongest, be, uh, by the window in the in the living room. I went up to the drapes and looked behind the drapes, and in the top corner by the ceiling, there was a uh, orange orb. It was uh, yellow, orange in colour, slightly vibrating, about four to six inches across. Uh, I was a bit perturbed oh, by it. I wasn't particularly frightened, uh, but uh, it, there was no communication, but it just stayed there, just hovering, as it were. So, Uh, I ignored it initially and then thought I'd probably disappear later on. Uh, I didn't tell anybody at that time because I didn't want my mother to think that I had invited it into the house. Anyway, it was still there the following morning when I got up, and it stayed a whole week, a whole week. And when I came home from school on the Friday at 4 p.m., I opened the back door and I knew that it had left. Now, uh, Mm. at the time, I didn't know who it was or what it was. I do now. That was art. And that was his uh, pure conscious energy. It was his pure conscious Mm. energy. I say, we didn't have any direct communication that I was aware of, but uh, instantly after he'd left, my psychic abilities were enhanced no end to where I could, I was able to separate my consciousness from my physical and go and travel separately from my body uh, and uh, travel anywhere I wanted. But I didn't go very far.
1: So he downloaded this, this skill to you, in, in other words. like like it like may on. Well a, have done. What, oh, yeah, it seems like it. Like uh, that Keanu Reeves, whatever, I can't remember. But to, when he was downloaded, like, you know, martial arts stuff, that's great. Right, okay. I just well, I that, mean, they have
0: given me downloads later on in life, but that may well have been a download. I don't, I don't know, really, but uh, I used the out-of-body travel to go and visit my grandparents, usually at a weekend on a Sunday, they live 70 miles away, and I would just relax mm. open my mind and travel over there, just using my pure conscious energy. I would usually sit upstairs, uh, they had a dressing room off the master bedroom, and uh, I would just watch them. The floor would be all opaque. On a Sunday, my grandmother would usually be uh, cooking in the kitchen, and my grandfather would be either sat watching the TV or reading the newspaper. And it great me, gave me great pleasure to see them and comfort to see them mm. and I did that as a child for many many years many years so uh, that was a i didn't at that time i didn't travel any further. I was just happy using uh, the ability to uh, go and see my grandparents
1: yeah that's awesome so um you know can we do this I mean what do you recommend to us or yours Alton d recommend to us? If we want to do something like this, be able to ask for travel, be able to download information, be able to connect with ETs, uh, et cetera, or should we? I don't know.
0: Yes. Well, I think, yes, I'm, I'm sure we should, yes. The, uh, um, they are here. They do listen to our conversations, uh, and if you ask them, they will show themselves, and uh, and if you ask for help and assistance, Uh, they will do. Um, I know when I got to about um, probably 17, 18-ish I couldn't find anybody else that was able to travel outside the body and I asked my friends and family in the third party saying I've got a friend of mine that travels outside of his body and uh, um, do you know anybody else that can do this? And they all said no. So I remember on this particular occasion I thought I would ask Art uh, for some more information. So... I went to bed that evening, I relaxed, I opened my mind, and I actually held my hand out and said, Oh, I know there's much more to this. There's a lot more information. Can you come and share that Mm -hmm. with me? And he came, he took hold of my hand, uh, I left my body, I looked down, I could see my body fast asleep, and then uh, we left out through the window. We were three stories up, and we flew around the subdivision and then came back into the window. I looked down, I could see my body asleep, and then... uh, I went back into my body. I woke up the following morning thinking that was cool, but I wasn't certain whether it was a dream or, or not. So the following evening, I decided to do it again. I went to bed, I relaxed, I opened my mind, I held my hand out again, and asked Art to come and show me some more. He came, he took mm. hold of my hand, I left my body, I looked down, I was asleep, and we went out through the window again. Uh, this time, we flew down into the Leeds City Centre, where I saw the town hall, the hospital, the university where i worked at the time and some other buildings that i recognized we flew back to my mm-hmm. apartment in through the window and uh, i could see my body asleep and i went back into my body so that was the second evening when i woke up the following morning i'm still not fully convinced whether i'm sleepwalking dreaming so i thought i'll try it again for a third time so uh, i did exactly the same process or came he took hold of my hand but this time i asked him i said uh, I'm still not certain whether I'm dreaming or sleepwalking, and I'm concerned about going out the window because we're three stories up and it's concrete pavement below. So I said, can we go out through the roof? So we went out through the roof, and then we continued to travel that way uh, each time after that. Uh, So Mm. uh, um, those are my first uh, recollections of outer-body travel with Art himself. I was used to doing it on my own, but to do it with someone else was quite, uh, quite amazing, really.
1: Did he take you to places farther from your hometown? Yes. I mean, did he take um, you to, like, an alien ship or another planet or whatever, another okay. realm? Well,
0: okay, I, I, I traveled all over with him, but uh, I can give you an example of one thing. He came to me one evening and said, Kevin, I'm going to take you somewhere special tonight. Are you prepared to come with me? And I said, yes, I'll go anywhere you want to go. So, again, I relaxed up in my mind. He took all of my hand. And we left through the roof, but we continued to go up and up and up and up. Mm. And I could see the earth getting smaller and smaller and smaller until so it just became a very faint blue dot. And then we took what I describe as a right turn, but I believe, I believe we went into a higher dimension. And as we wow. entered that dimension, there was a line of 30 people. And stood in front of that line was my deceased father. I'd never seen him standing before because. He was always in a wheelchair from when I was born. So he greeted me, yeah. and there was a tremendous amount of uh, love emanating from this group. And my father oh. greeted me and said, Kevin, I'm going to introduce you to your family members, 30 of them going back over 300 years. So I oh started gosh. being introduced to them going down the line, and the first 15 had uh, a physical appearance. And we chatted and interacted, and he would in the third dimension when i got to the halfway down the line the second 15 were pure conscious energy orbs four to six inches across that? slightly why is that i um, yeah. i think that was just the the first 15 was showing me their physical and the uh, second 15 were just showing me their conscious energy but they were able to show me their last incarnation So they showed me an incarnation. Uh, So uh, again, I went down the line, introduced to them all. And the feeling of love was just absolutely tremendous. Absolutely tremendous. Mm -hmm. And uh, Mm -hmm. I continued to travel uh, and meet them on a regular basis with art. And then I got so comfortable, I would do that on my own. And I did that for a couple of years. And then I decided um, it it was getting more and more difficult to get back And they were wanting me to stay all the time. And I said, no, I can't stay. I've got my physical. I'm enjoying it. Um, So um, I decided one day at work, I would go back and see them for the last time. So I did a usual Mm. routine. I relaxed, opened my mind. I went to see them. And I told them, "Bearing in mind, I've been visiting regular over a two-year period. I told them that this will be my last visit. And uh, I will see them next time when my physical expires. And, uh, and yes. I've never been back since. They tried to persuade me to stay, but I uh, I uh, uh, chose to go back and, and continue my life in the physical because I was enjoying it. And uh, um, so that was on one occasion where he took me somewhere special, yes.
1: Mm. Okay, so did you ever share this with your peers, except for the third person thing? Like, I got this friend who...
0: No, no. Uh, initially, obviously, I tried to find other people, and I, I was unable to. So then I didn't... My, yeah. I told my brother about it. He he understood it. He doesn't have any of the same abilities. Uh, and then when I met my wife, who's still my wife today, I thought I'd better share this information with her, that, you know, we there's another side to us, the spiritual side. Uh, and uh, I explained, explained Ooh, that that to go? her... Well, it went quite. went quite well, actually. I was surprised. Mm. He said, "Well, if you see any spirits, or so, uh, I want to see them too, so let me know." And uh, so mm. Sandy is aware, and uh, she has had some contact with. Uh, there's one of the beings that uh, his name is Zark. He's a small grey. He's an actual He's a mathematician. Oh, mm. He's a. Well, to uh, he designed... mean. Pardon? Aren't small greys supposed to be mean? Oh, no, 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 I know, no, no. I mean, there are some uh, bad small grays, but Zach, no. He has a sense of humor. Oh, okay. He moves. It's he like, moves my it's wife's first like you know,
1: life around yeah, the home. Exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, she'll do a play setting. She'll turn around to walk back in the kitchen, and he moves the knife and forks off the play setting. And sometimes she'll go and oh, uh, cl- close the blinds. She turns around, and he's opened them again. And then on one occasion... He moved all her shoes. She has a, a large walk-in closet and the shoes are left where she takes them off. And uh, she called me in one day and said, Kevin, Kevin, have you been in my closet? I said, no, why? <laughs> so I went to have a look and all the shoes had been lined up on the baseboard uh, right, neat and tidy. And I asked Zach, Zack, did he move them physically? And he said, no, he, he moved the atoms in space, time, dimension. I thought it was an amazing reply. Wow. Uh, but... Uh, um. Yeah, so so my wife is aware that they are here um, because of that contact and has shown her a craft, which she got a photograph of, which was quite interesting. Um, I was actually trying to connect with a group of ATTs that I speak to regularly, and uh, I was able to contact them. But I was able to contact a small craft that had five or six greys in it traveling past, and the guy that was piloting the craft, his name is Tia and I've met Tia before. So after pleasantly, really? I asked why he was in the area, and he said, well, we were flying close by, and we wanted to come and see where you lived. So uh, we'd just come to say hello. So I had a quick, brief, brief conversation Ooh, wow, with them. Wow, funny. And, they, and then they, they and said, we we'll I'll have to go and now, because we're off, we're off our designated course. So they, they left. Nothing unusual for me, quite normal for me. But then when oh uh, I came out to the uh, back porch, by our pool, we normally sit there and have a coffee in the morning and a cup of tea. And Sandy said to me, Kevin, you missed the most beautiful rainbow this morning. I said, oh, did you get a photograph? She said, yes. We have five acres at the back. And the rainbow went from one fence all the way across our property to the other mm. fence. So, so then she said, uh, you're not going to believe what happened next. I said, no, what happened next? She said, oh, a craft appeared under the rainbow. It was a metallic dish shape. And I said, did you get a photograph of that? She said, yes, I did. That was just fascinating. But the interesting point was, when I looked at the Mm. time on the photograph, it was 8.30 a.m. It was 8.30 a.m. when I was speaking to Tia, who was piloting the craft. So what they did there, they gave us confirmation, one for myself in relation to my uh, communication with uh, Tia, and then one for Sandy uh, in relation to showing her a craft, extending her knowledge of them, that they are here, they don't wow. travel around, and if they want to decloak, they can do, and she got the photograph, so uh, the photograph is a little blurred of the craft, I suspect it appeared for that split second, just so she could take the photograph, and then it was moving right. off at speed, but it is a beautiful photograph, yeah, so... Um, That's amazing, uh, quite, quite I mean, I anyway. remember...
1: Uh, I I went out to New Brunswick with um, three of my friends, my girlfriends, and um, they they are big believers in ETs and a lot of stuff, and I didn't know what was going on. But so um, they said, let's go into this field, and we got a blanket, and we all laid down on the blanket. It was at night, and we said, let's get a UFO to appear. And so we said, okay, come on, come bring it on and all of a sudden we saw this bright light that was moving mm. weirdly i mean it was not like it, it was slow it was not like a, you know an air, airplane or jet or anything yeah. like that and it's, it it had some a number of lights that did not make sense and then all of a sudden it goes to the left and disappears like at you know so it was clearly not a cl- the usual aircraft
0: Yes. Yeah, well, so, if you, uh, so, what do you they recommend Do, do, do that. We, what if do you ask do? them, they will show you a craft. Yes. Yeah.
1: So, what do you recommend to the regu- us regular folks? Should we <laughs> try to get a relationship with these aliens? Um, you know, should, should, well, so yes, what should we do Well, if you're comfortable
0: with just... doing that, yes, if you're comfortable with yeah. doing that, you could do exactly what you did. You could lay out in your backyard on a blanket and look up at the stars on a clear night and ask them to show you a craft. uh, But they will do. As long as you're not fearful, uh, they will show you a craft, I'm sure. But uh, could you invite
1: in... I mean, not all aliens are benevolent, right? Oh, no,
0: they're not. Uh, No, there are some bad uh, aliens. So, yes, well...
1: um, Seems like they're bad I I don't know whether you would meet
0: any bad ones just by asking them to show themselves. Um, They're more uh, benevolent... Sorry, more... um, Ones that are very friendly than the benevolent ones.
1: So how we, how Sorry. can we protect ourselves from inviting in the ones who are not benevolent?
0: Right. Okay. Then, well, you you have to. I always ask to uh, for them the the good ETS to protect me, uh, and they say they do oh. do that. So if there's any uh, um, bad ETS about, then uh, uh, I'm protected by them. So. Uh, um, but I think that's oh, probably that's important. Nice. You would do that anyway if you was talking to the spirit world. You'd have to be careful who you invited in. Yeah. You'd have to have some means of protecting yourself from the, from the dark side, from the, the uh, uh, entities that yeah. may want to do you harm. So, yes, it's very similar. That's right. Uh, but exactly. I haven't had any bad experiences at all, so I'm very fortunate.
1: So you're able to reach these, go- these aliens. Are you able to channel uh, spirits? also like deceased
0: loved ones I haven't channeled deceased loved ones I've uh, obviously met the uh, deceased loved ones going back over the, uh, the uh, 300 year period uh, I've, I've, yeah. I've met with friends who have died uh, I've met with family members who have died uh, but I haven't channeled them but I am able to channel uh, a group uh, of ETs uh, or in particular Uh, A few years ago, I had some friends around, and we were doing a meditation. And after the meditation, uh, one of the uh, guests there said, do you feel anything? Is anybody here? I said, no, not really. She said, are you sure? I said, well, there's a male stood next to me. I can feel his vibrational frequency. She said, well, who is it? I said, I don't know. She said, well, ask him. So I asked him, and he spoke through me, and it was art. And I channeled art for the first time. Oh my, my god, so that's like a trance-channeling?
1: Wow. Was were you like trans channeling him?
0: Uh, I, I don't know, quite know the difference between I know well, there are well, different were, ways were, were of channeling. You
1: speaking for him, in other words?
0: No, he was speaking through me. I moved I my consciousness it, to it. one side, then he then your, we got his a consciousness. little channeling okay is that oh, okay? Okay. Recently, that, okay.
1: He was using your body, your vocal cord, etc., to right.
0: communicate. That's pretty cool. He called it dual conscious physical communication. That's what he called wow. it. Wow. Uh, mm. And then we met once a month as a group, and I channeled Art and some of the other ETs, and we uh, recorded it and uh, transcribed it. And some of those transcriptions will be published in a book in May. I was asked to be a mm-hmm. contributor to a book, A Greater Reality, uh, which has been published in May. And uh, I did a chapter of 70 pages, and uh, it includes some of the uh, channeling uh, transcripts. Wow.
1: So I want to ask Eric a question, my lovely boy, who I love so much. Eric
2: says hello, hello, Mama. What? He
1: says hello, oh, Kevin. Baby. Hello. And hello, lovely Raylene. So why Kevin? Why Kevin in all this?
2: So he can put education out there and inform other people. He's a catalyst into bringing awareness to humanity. All around the world, his book reaches a number of different types of cultures. He says that he's going to be moving forward and finding a new way of communicating with extraterrestrials through some type of, it's like hypnosis work, but almost like a trans-channeling type of work at the same time. It's a hypnosis trans-channel. He's putting cool. out information. So,
1: so, so he is meant to, like,
2: trans-channel aliens to groups? No, not to groups. He's just putting out information out there to educate humanity about different groups and about different races that are out there. Okay, so why did they choose him? His higher soul is educated for it. It has an interest for it. He has a contract that... um, What's the right word? Contract isn't even... The word that fits for it. His higher soul has lived with other other dimensions, other frequencies versus humans, and so he's connected Mm. to more extraterrestrial. He's that he has a different type of energy. You can say more of a higher or wiser energy. Oh, cool. So,
1: is has is he? Does he have E.T. um, DNA? Uh, Is I mean, there's just something there. Is he from another planet? Are you from another universe, Kevin? <laughs>
0: just kidding. Not that I'm aware of. No, I was born yeah. here. I consider mm-hmm. myself to be human.
2: Yeah. Eric says, first so, off, yeah, everybody has a little bit of ET DNA in them. Mm. Yeah. I bet. That's cool. And? <laughs> first off, what's second off? And he just goes, pause. hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So to answer your question, he says everybody does, not just him. He's talking about going beyond DNA and having your soul. Your soul connects to DNA, but your soul has a different type of DNA. But he says the word that you can use to understand it is there is DNA within the soul where you have a, you can say race, where you originate from or where Mm -hmm. you come from.
1: Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Wow. So, Kevin, have you ever been on a UFO, I mean, on a ship?
0: And can you, if uh, so, yes. can
1: you describe it for us?
0: I can do, yes. I was, um, for, when I was 14 years old, I had a paper round. And uh, when I left every morning to do the paper round, a UFO would appear above the house, and then a second UFO would appear and come from the opposite direction. They would join together, follow me around the paper round, And then uh, when I went back home, they would uh, separate and go the different ways. One would usually go straight up into space, and the other one either go back the way that it came or or go the other way. So um, that was a regular thing. And I was always aware that there was other vibrational frequencies around me while I was doing the paper round. uh, I'm sure they were following me all the time there. And on one occasion, I put up the courage to ask them to show themselves. I said, I know you're there. Can you show yourselves? And uh, a couple of... uh, Small greys appeared, and I asked them what they wanted, and they said that there was a group of uh, people who would like to meet with me. And I said, well, I've uh, got to finish my paper round. I've nearly finished, uh, but then I've got to go to school, and I don't want to be late for school. First and things first, right, Kevin?
3: First, thing, first <laughs> things
1: first. Aliens, step aside, and i got my paper round to do. <laughs> I
0: know. That's hilarious. But that's how it happened. And uh, I yeah. I said, yes. Yeah, so I'll finish the paper round, and I went with them. And I went to a a mothership, and I only know it was a mothership because it was the size of it. When we pulled into the hangar, uh, there was many more ships there of all different shapes and sizes, and it was huge. And as Mm. I disembarked from the craft, there was uh, uh, a small grey working on one of the craft, and he waved at me. And that was Tia, who I've spoken about earlier. And I say that's the first time I encountered him, and he's, as I say, Mm. the pilot and a technician and he waved and smiled and I smiled and waved back just to be polite I was then led down into a large amphitheatre and it was full of uh, all different species and on the front uh, podium there there were eight eight beings uh, I now know these uh, beings to be Ort, D, the first two I met in the bathroom Arna, Zark Ra, he's Anunnaki he's the lead council of this group of eight
2: Targ,
0: Chica and Orla and I was introduced to these eight And I, at the time, thought I was just being paraded as a a small human boy species for them to see for their entertainment. What I realized (laughs) later was that this group of eight were actually a galactic council, and uh, very similar to our meetings, uh, like at the United Nations, where all the delegates sit about, and the uh, main delegates are on the front podium. And uh, as I say, I was introduced to them all. I was fine until I got to Chica, and he's a mantis-type being, and I was a little perturbed by that. But the others, I was Ooh, happy with. like
3: a like a praying uh,
1: mantis.
0: Like a praying mantis, yes. He's very Ooh. intelligent, um, very intelligent, very wise, very old. Uh, but mm. he doesn't have a sense of humour. I've met him since, and uh, a few years ago, I actually asked him if he was a uh, a uh, entomologist, and he, <laughs> he wasn't. He wasn't yeah. happy with that. he, he, he <laughs> He gave me a nasty look, but uh, so he doesn't have a sense just of humour. But do
1: uh, uh, just still a little pin and and, and and a cork board in front of him.
0: Would like you, uh, how we? No, I don't remember that. Yeah, no, no, they were they were just all sat there in the order that I've told you, from left to right, and uh, I, say I was just introduced to them. But I mean, I know them all now, and I communicate with them uh, regularly. That's
1: Amazing! It took so much, and must take so much courage. I mean, how did you do that? How did you find the courage to to do what all of us would just like? It's a horror movie to us, for some of us.
0: Well, uh, it just seems normal and natural to me. I don't have any fear of these uh, beings at all. It's just that they just live at a higher vibrational frequency. They're very similar to us. They have families. uh, They have professions and uh, they're no different to us other than um, they live at these higher vibrational frequencies Um, but they do they're asking me to uh, what they're doing now they want to meet with our united nations and uh, Mm. that's what I'm working towards now at the moment Um, and hopefully we may be successful uh, sometime in the future well so
1: what does our government know do they know what you know
0: Oh, they know what I know. Yes, I've uh, spoken to the, uh, emailed the chairman of the Outer Space Affairs Committee in Vienna and given him all this information. I've also uh, uh, given the information to, uh, um, his name is Nicholas Hedman, and I've also given the information to uh, Dr. Dip Ippo in Washington at the Outer Space Affairs Committee. So they are aware of this. And I was contacted uh, a couple of weeks ago by another experiencer, and he's been uh, given similar information, and he's actually passed the same information that he emailed Dr. DiPippo in uh, Washington uh, with the same information about the uh, group of uh, eight and them wanting to meet with the United Nations. So it's now come from two sources, two experiences. Uh, mm. uh, myself, and uh, um, I won't mention the guy's name because he's putting the information yeah. out himself and uh I'm sharing it too so there are actually two of us and uh, he's a, a retired uh, assistant attorney general so he has quite a high position though did have a high position before he retired so uh, uh he probably yeah, has more well, influence than that. I do but yes in answer to your question mm-hmm. the united nations do know our governments do know uh, whether they're they going know to and act believe. Upon it. they
1: they they not only know but they believe is that what you're saying yeah. Because I know there was the can, the Canadian uh, Defence Minister has big speech and you can look at it on uh, on uh, YouTube saying, "Yep, there are alien oh, yeah. people. Get your head out of your you know what."
0: And so yes, that was uh, yeah, Mr. Hellier from uh, he's retired now. I think he's in his late 90s now. I think Mr. Hellier. Ah. Um, but okay. yes, he's uh, one of one of the highest-ranking government officials that does speak out about this. So. Uh, and um yeah, our governments do know they're here, you know, I'm sure they may even have their own contact with them. Uh so yeah. we'll uh, we'll just have to wait and see. I just hope our government doesn't mess it,
1: mess it up, okay, I don't know. But Eric, do you have anything <laughs> else to to bring to this, to to educate us uh about, uh with with what Kevin's going through,
2: what, what we're going through, our government's going through. What you got, boy?
1: My love in mm-hmm. my
2: life? He said yes. He's talking about, he says you're the love of his life, Mm. and now he's going back on track, getting back on track. He's talking about the (coughs) government wanting to protect the people because he says that not everybody is ready to handle this. Eric is talking about the vibration of everybody. We are naturally this 3D vibration. Some of Mm. us that are evolving, going through spiritual awakenings can reach that fourth dimension and also that fifth dimension and it's because of their vibration. So he says the world are not in a state of being okay with it and being able to match the frequencies because of the way that they communicate with one another and with other people. They have extraterrestrials, not only extraterrestrials, but interdimensional beings. They have the ability to communicate to you. Most people would think it's telepathic, it's directly mm. in your mind where you have this whole conversation put in instantaneously and not word by word. Interesting. And so he says All right. people are not ready for that type of communication and they will be. living agreements. Yeah, yes, they will be. Because we have to be.
1: Yeah. All right. So without any further ado, are you, is Kevin and Eric, are you um, okay with taking questions from the group?
0: Yes, I'm fine, yes. I can just answer one thing that Eric said there in relation to uh, telepathic communication. Yes, that's how they do uh, communicate with me, and very often they'll give me a download of information uh, within a split second. And uh, when that happens, I always ask for confirmation, either to show me a craft or I ask for something slightly Mm. different, uh, and then they'll show me a craft or Uh, for confirmation so yes, Eric is correcting that in relation to, uh, and I know of others that communicate in this way I know this group of eight, the leader are he's contacted others uh, and I'm aware of several people now who are in direct contact with the same group using the same methods and everything so it's not just me, there's a whole uh, generation of people, so we say who are communicating and contacting uh, with our ET extended families with many modalities of contact that they use, so
2: Oh, that's amazing. Eric it, is talking about useful. the purpose. Sorry, Eric's no. talking about the purpose of the individuals that Kevin is working with. They, are, they have a concern about the earth. The earth is damaged. Mm. The water is their main concern. If our planet is damaged, other planets will also be affected. We have resources that are being used here. So this is the main reason why they want to meet with our people. The
1: UN?
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Good. Yes, Eric is correct Uh, there. Eric, you're
2: funny.
0: (laughs) Yes, Eric is correct there. They told me they're very concerned about the pollution. They're particularly concerned Mm. about Fukushima in Japan and now the pollution is spreading into the Pacific Ocean and they have technologies that are able to uh, neutralize these uh, pollutions and the radioactive pollutions and they want to share these uh, technologies with us and assist us good. in the transition from where we are now into 4 and 5D. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay,
1: well, I will um, unmute our first caller, who is somebody from the 813 area code. Hi there, how are you doing? Welcome
3: Hi, to the um, my name show. Hi, Alisa.
1: Hi, Hi. Can baby. you hear me? How are you doing? Well, yes I can. You can hear us.
3: Can Hello? you hear us? Oh I can hear you. I'm hearing the I'm hearing the uh, recording. This is uh Lisa oh, Kenny. Okay. Um how you doing? Doing good. Um what you got I'm, for I'm us? calling I I'm calling uh my our son, my mm-hmm. husband and I are listening and my daughter and my other son Justin and Sydney and Sean. Um our our son passed um end of November, um, he took his life, mm-hmm. um, and I was hoping, yeah, we're not, we're kind of hanging on by a thread, but um, we're hoping, we read Eric's book, and I, I was listening to, all, I listened to all your recordings, and uh, Kevin, uh, he's amazing, all the stories um, that oh, he are listening yeah. to in part one and part two, and uh, we're wondering if Kevin or Eric, um, anybody can help us contact getting in con- touch with Connor same yeah. Connor Kenny Yeah Eric he,
1: yeah Eric have you met yeah. Connor He's here He
2: has oh, Okay he's helping him. so t- he's tell there. me
1: tell me Eric what have you Connor? done with Connor
2: Yeah so He's helping have him you... to learn how to transition into spirit world He's very connected to his human life First off mm. he says hello mom this is coming directly from Connor He's oh. apologizing for his actions he was not in the right state of mind when this happened. There was something else that was involved. He's not, he's taking credit for his actions, but he's saying that he was not in the right state of mind.
1: Well, what, what, what do you mean? I mean, what was there, this other thing that happened? I mean, what else was involved?
2: Some form of either substance or medication or something that altered his mind frame. His mind wasn't right.
1: Okay Was it mental
2: illness? There so was that, yes But there's more beyond mental illness He's saying there's more beyond
1: that Can I ask a question? For? Oh, yes, please Can I, you yes. should can be I the
2: ask
1: one a question? Yes
3: um, he, he was having marriage difficulties so And he had a two-year-old daughter um, mm. And she asked him to leave Um Couple of days before, and she wanted to separate. Um, I guess uh, we're trying to get from Connor. He he was with that girl, little baby like forever, like every day, every day. He raised her.
1: Well,
3: mm. I can't talk, but um, my fear is that she told him that she wasn't going to let him see her, and she was going to withhold. She asked for divorce, and we think she asked. Um, you know, him to leave and yeah. he would go see his daughter. That's why that's my fear that maybe he that's why yeah. he kinda over you know, did that really that action. Connor? So what what Connor said
2: that, tell us? He, said that's not what caused what happened, Connor. That's that's not what caused him to go over the edge. He says it was everything. The separation, leaving, he was not mentally okay. He wasn't going to settle for what she was wanting. But it wasn't only her because he's not blaming her, and he doesn't want—he doesn't want her to take credit for his death. He says that's—that's that's my fault. It's not her. He really doesn't want her to take credit for it. It's him.
3: No, no, He says no, that it's you're right her. about
2: what was—what was said, but he's still not pointing fingers. What? Why couldn't? So what
3: why was you it? Ahead, why Daddy. couldn't you call us Why couldn't you connect with your family in Florida He's in Texas yeah. Why didn't you connect with us mm-hmm. Connor Like why didn't you, has you his
2: come hands down, He has his hands down Folded and he's really Thinking He says that he's sorry He says there wasn't a state of him thinking He wasn't in the state of thinking clearly This is why he wasn't He wasn't there mentally he was not uh, do in the you right think, state. Had he have been processing, you, he would have reached out.
3: Because he had he had um, friends telling him that he could go and live with them, and they you know they could they would take him to stay there for a while until they worked it out. And he he kept telling he told his brother his life was ruined. His life was over. He just said my life's over, and that's why I'm asking if that's why. Like, is it because of? You know, the, the divorce may be coming. You know, why would he say his life's over at 28? Yeah. Okay, let me That's ask you a question. Bit, but Eric, a lot more Eric. Than,
1: yeah, Eric and Connor, <laughs> is this, is there some past life thing going on here? Because I'm getting that. Uh, I'm probably, I may be wrong, but it, it seems like there's something from another life, uh, or maybe it's a spiritual contract or whatever, but.
2: Can you speak along those lines, so, Connor and Eric? Connor is not—he's not connected to that yet. He's actually—he seems like he's still very much alive. He's very new to being on the other side, and he hasn't connected to that. Uh, Eric uh, isn't yeah. answering the question. He, I don't think he's aware of that answer either. Connor's is very so new, maybe still wait. learning. Yeah. Give him a little bit more time to connect to that information. He's still very much saying his goodbyes. I don't know if you're familiar with the dimensions that we have, but he's still connected to the human dimension. Mm. So you're going to notice that he's around. He's still there. Can you ask he him okay if he wasn't okay mentally?
3: There's yeah, some I, type of medication. We, we think he. Well, we think he was. We're just figuring out because his brother's bipolar, so we're wondering if that was what was wrong and um, and. He, his brother used to ask him to take, you know, go get checked, and he'd say no. He, he was very much against taking any medicine or anything or trying to get checked. But um, so that's where we're. And he still is against it. He's against the medication yeah. because
2: it turns you into something you're not. In his mind, mm. that's where he was logically thinking. He wasn't processing where he's obviously at now. He still wouldn't have gone for medication even if he would still be here. He says, yes, he does suffer from that mental illness. Mm. He wasn't accepting of it. He was aware of it but not accepting of it, if that makes sense. There was medication. There's some form of medication that was connected to either his death or uh, was a catalyst into his brain, the mental illness. Do you think he got a Um, hold
1: of any kind of
3: medication at all, Lisa? Um. He he would self-medicate. He would drink very heavily. Uh, not not that mm-hmm. night, but I mean he drank very heavily and did and did marijuana because he was self I like, we think self-medicating. My husband yeah. wants to ask. Mm-hmm. Yes Okay.
2: That. Okay. Beyond um, alcohol and beyond marijuana, there's medication. Um, he, um, something that's going to relax the mind. It's not something that's like a uh, upper. It's going to be something that relaxes you or is used for anxiety. downer. Yeah.
3: Yes. Yeah. Did they do a talk screen? Um, Beth, we we don't have any. This is what's hard. She's in Texas, and we're. It's been really hard dealing with this. But she told us the medical examiner report. She saw it. We trying to get a copy. We haven't seen it. But she's saying he, he had no yeah. drugs or alcohol in the system. But we don't know yeah. that for sure. No. We we haven't seen the report, so we don't know. Yeah. Um. But. He has a daughter like why I want to know why would you leave your daughter that's that's very upsetting to me, and, and you know, I know you know what he
1: he was in a different- I main yeah state of mind I think right now it's probably a bit too early. It looks like he's still attached to his humanist, so I think yeah that's probably yeah.
3: uh, you know uh, eric how <clears throat> how long should
1: they wait to call in again and find more information can
3: can eric can eric give more can Eric tell us more? Does he seem to yeah. like have more insight? Can, does he have more insight into helping Connor, spirit I guess? I that every yeah.
2: spirit. He says like, every spirit has their own speed at healing and seeing what they did wrong. He says it's not as easy as you think it is. He says us as a spirit, we have to process what we've done, the pain that we've caused. He says my healing experience looks different from his because I don't have the magic answer for you because I'm not sure how long it's going to take him to heal. as he's not. You have to, like I would say two months to give him time to get familiar with more of where he's at. And as he gets familiar, then he can learn to answer some of the questions that you have. Right now, he's sitting down and he has his head down. He has his knees up and his arms are folded across him. He's really disappointed in himself, his actions, mm. the pain that he has inflicted on everybody around him. And he's talking about his daughter. He wasn't thinking. There was medication that was influencing his mind. Substance. He was not in the right state. Had he been the Connor that was in the right state of mind, he wouldn't have done that.
1: Is there so, any, any message a, he can
2: give? To his
1: family, that is validating. Before we close and go to the next uh, caller,
3: well, did, did he? Is he messing with his his brother? Said his phone, his phone music is coming, turning on like hard heavy metal. All of a sudden, it's just blaring like at work, and the lights are flashing and stuff. Like, is he messing with his brother or his sister or us at all? He says yes, or, and that's
2: that's the energy yes. that you can tell that he's very much on this. Human playing with you. That's what yeah, he's talking about. Yeah. It's him. Um, he's telling you guys, you guys to be okay, and he says that he loves you. He says to talk to him because he hears you. Connor. He's trying to communicate through we, dreams. We all,
3: everybody wants to say they love you. We all love you. It's hard to go on, though, without having you here.
1: I, I know. I know. It's uh, so hard. I know. God. I do I know. But Lisa, mind.
3: you and your family,
1: just call back any show, okay? And um we'll get you to this, <laughs> all of you guys, okay? And Connor
2: <laughs> Yeah, Eric, take care of that boy, okay?
1: Teach him to communicate with his family.
3: Yeah, asking Eric to please yeah. teach him everything <laughs> and keep him under his bed. Yeah. please thank you. Not the bad stuff, oh, okay? But just teach <laughs> him how to keep his oh, family. Connor already knows. Connor knows all the language already. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. Heaven's never going to be the same with those two. Mm. They'll be fine. Yeah. So, anyway, we'll
2: check back with him, okay, Lisa? Okay.
3: All right. And and thank you so much. Thank you. Um, we just want to let you know. We love I'm so
2: sorry for your loss. Yeah. Just let
3: him know we love him We love him We're we're upset oh, he knows. We miss him But we love him
2: no. Thank you Because I know I know Thank you Because he, he loves you Bye Goodbye. Bye Bye
1: Oh, oh gosh Alright so um, Are you right. okay with that? Yeah oh, God. Okay. okay I'm going to go on that. to the next That's first part okay. okay. Because it, it's, it's very difficult Because it's, uh, it's the same
0: No no um, no no
1: it's tough. but Okay, so we have somebody from the 707 area code. Hi there. How are you? Hi. <laughs> nope. Hi. How are you? Welcome to the show. Is this Stacy?
4: Yes, hi. How are you? Hey. I have my dogs in
1: the car. <laughs> I always have dogs around me. I'm good. Can but, you hear
4: uh, me?
1: What you got? Oh, what,
4: what I don't would you know. Like I'm to just hear? calling in. Well, um, I lost my daughter um a year and a half yeah. ago and mm. um she was in a um, thank you um she was in a plane crash, and um one of the things that's been bothering me because it was so publicized and um you know on the news and you know, it's hard not to watch the stuff, you know, when it's out there, and um, and read the autopsies and everything. Uh, six beautiful oh, people lost their life that day, and they're all young entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. She was 23, and um, one of the things that bothers me is I, I watch the footage because there's a, a road footage of her, crash, and I sit there in my head and I count the oh. seconds, you know, and wonder what she was feeling at that time, you know, during that time. And that's been bothering she me a, was a lot beautiful, She was
1: a beautiful girl. She was a model, right?
4: Yes, she was. She can you, um. Can you was tell Erica her name? There and she was, her name was can Mariah Sunshine. Her? Yeah. <laughs> she's mm. here. Her, she's her name her. was Mariah Sunshine. And um, yeah. it's Myrae Sunshine is how we kind of, you know, got it.
2: Oh. So she's there with yeah. Eric. Her She's here, and she says that it's not important to remember my thought process during those last moments. She was prepared for what was going to happen. However, it was very sudden. She tells you that she left her body very quickly. There was, I want to say, like the snap of a finger. She's showing instantly. She was gone
1: with no pain
2: yeah. there was she says that there was sounds she's remembering sounds she detached yeah. from the physical body and had uh, the best way to explain it is you know when you're in a, a room and somebody else is in like three rooms away from you and you're hearing a person from that far room she was hearing sounds like that at a distance from her almost like things were amplified is how she explains it but yes. in a different room. Wow. wow.
4: Yeah, but no
2: I've been pain. Told that before. No, she didn't. She so, didn't go through pain. Thank God. Was there just
1: a, a reason for this to happen? Like a spiritual contract? And so we haven't why?
4: found out yet either. It's been so you know it's almost been two years into um April ninth and they still haven't got well, back to it. Well, let's see to what to she us, has you know? to say.
1: Yeah. yeah. Let's see what she has to say. Was it where? Was it a spiritual uh, contract involved?
2: No. No. This was accidental. She was not supposed to pass away when she did. She's saying that this was, was a first accident. Was it somebody else's
1: contract? Was it this, like the pilot or somebody else on the plane? Or her family? Was there a spiritual contract involved in any of the people
2: involved here? No.
3: Okay. No. She's wow
1: Does she have about a message? the
2: plane having, the plane had trouble. The people, the owners, whoever operated the plane, they were aware of challenges that the plane was having before it took off and that's what she wants
0: yeah.
2: mom to be aware of. There's a reason why you haven't gotten all of the reports. Uh, there's information that you're going to find out. She's showing documents. There's something that is either hidden or unknown. Um, there was a prepare before the plane actually crashed. There was some form of preparing for her. There's going to be information that you're going to find. She's telling you to look into it. Um, how? Where did she she's go? She's also telling Where me is that is
4: Um Well, I, get, I think I'm waiting on the report from the NB. I don't really know how to say oh, it. Oh, okay, na- You know okay, the, okay, the yeah, plane yeah. national. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, NSTB or something, yeah. And yeah, exactly. So we're waiting still on that. Yes. And um, at first they said it was a weight issue, but then I've talked, you know, I've had another mom I've gotten really close to that lost her only daughter. Um, I'm a mother. I have five children. Mariah was my first. Mm. And um, so I've gotten really close with this other mother, and she's done a lot of investigating. She, we actually have both yeah. gone to the site in Arizona and visited the golf course where they crashed. And um, she talked to the police, and the police said that they didn't think it was a weight issue because they didn't reload the fuel. Um, you know, everybody on there was little, you know, <laughs> the girls were little. Yeah. It uh, mm. was a six. It so was it wasn't a, supposed down. To be just a, Yeah, it looks like it just it went down on her side. It wasn't very high up when you watched the, the crash. It was just like instantly just did turned to one side and went straight down.
1: Oh, it was a single engine. An engine? And,
4: Oh, I don't easy. know. Oh,
2: gosh.
4: Yeah. yeah. It could have. Because um, one of the people that heard it, um, that was in a condominium on the golf course, he was like 25. I wish I could shake this guy's hand. Because um, at 25, he ran out no. there, and was no. the first one on the scene, and saw my daughter oh. was the
2: only one that got
4: thrown from the plane. Uh, the other victims were um, actually inside the plane still and got burned. Mm-hmm. And she's the only yeah. one that was actually physically like a, you know, on the by the plane yeah. and That's to see good. her and thought she was might still be alive. But in some states that makes me feel comfortable because I know that she died instantly. Um, oh, you yeah. Know,
0: oh
4: so. gosh, yeah. Oh I'm gonna
3: have my I'm gonna have with him you? look over there. Okay, go ahead
2: quickly now. She's celebrating something with you. I don't know if this is a birthday she's acknowledging a celebration Jordan. uh-huh
4: she just had well, her there's birthday something coming August. up now no, well, no, the plane crash up? is coming up April 9th no so that's coming up so it's not that her birthday a what is it
2: um, Mariah Maybe a sibling's birthday or a family member's birthday? Yes, she's there's going to a lot of birthdays something.
4: coming up. All her brother's birthdays are coming up. They're all in one month. And, oh, um, there you go. You know, That's probably what and, she's and trying to I, acknowledge. And one thing I want to say, when you lose a sibling and a daughter or a son, the whole family mm. gets affected by it. and it's Oh, just,
1: God, yes.
4: It changes your God, life. Yes. I mean, you know. Mm-hmm. I will never it say that it, everything's not perfect because everything is perfect in this moment, you know, that I'm in right now because, yeah. Yeah. you know, it is. I know. Um, you never I know, know you, what can, can happen I, the next you day. You and I
1: know, girl. Stacy, you and yeah. I know. All right, so I'm going to have to close the show before we run into the other... Yeah, uh, thank you. Think, but thank you, Stacy. You're welcome. And you guys getting in I touch love you, with your Mariah. Dane. Oh kevinjamesbriggs.com thank you Kevin and of course our wonderful Raylene at angelmediumnumeral7.com love you guys bye
0: thank you, bye, thank you. Lisa, bye.
4: Bye. Bye, bye Bye. with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere
2: dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time <gasps>